This is JC Talks, a leadership podcast with me, your host, JC Hurtado Prater. And today we're talking about five strategies to empower your rational self. Despite our pronounced irrational tendencies, two factors should give us all hope. First and foremost is the existence throughout history and in all cultures of people of high rationality, the types who have made progress possible. They serve as ideals for all of us to aim for. These include Pericles, the ruler of Ahsoka of ancient India, Marcus Aurelius of ancient Rome, Marguerite de Valois uh, in medieval France, I might be saying that wrong, Leonardo da Vinci, Charles, uh, Charles Darwin, Abraham Lincoln, the writer Anton Chekhov, the, anthropo uh, the anthropologist Margaret Mead, and she's wonderful. And of course, the businessman Warren Buffett, to name but a few. All of these types share certain qualities. Watch this. Four qualities that they all share. A realistic appraisal of themselves and their weaknesses. A devotion to truth and reality a tolerant attitude towards people, and the ability to reach goals that they have set for themselves. I'm reading from the book, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Highly recommend that you get this book. So much gold in here. Uh, if you're like me and you're on a journey to become the highest version of yourself, I highly recommend this book. This week, by the way, happy Friday. Uh, TGIF. This week, we've been talking about this idea of the rational self versus the irrational self. And so today, we're going to end up this week, and we're going to talk about uh, the five strategies to empower your rational self. On Wednesday, we talked about five factors that empower your irrational self. So now look, let's examine five strategies that will empower the rational self. Now, one of the things I've been trying to make sure that I do on this uh, on on the podcast this week is not say rational is good and irrational is bad. I mean that's that's probably the conclusion that you and I will come to. Um, but the reality is this is that all of us and we've talked about this already, so I won't belabor the point. We all have moments of rational behavior. We also have moments of irrational behavior. And so what we try to talk about this week is what's underneath that. Why, um, if you want to become a more rational person, what are some decisions that that or what are some of the important factors for you to understand to become more rational? And one of the, the key factors is this idea of awareness, right? Understanding what, what your context is, understanding what your history is. Why do you make the choices you make, right? You've got to understand that. Um, introspection, stepping away from a situation, taking the 30,000 foot view and looking at all of the situations, seeing what the consequences will be, right? Uh, we talked about that first order, second order, third, uh, third order consequences consequences. So when you make a decision, there are other people who are impacted by that decision. So you can't just make snap decisions. We've all been there. I certainly have. Uh, but the rational self, um, more than likely, you're on a journey to become more rational in your life. And so today we're going to talk about five strategies to empower your rational self. Let's dive in. Number one is this, know yourself thoroughly. The emotional self, and I think that's probably the way that we can look at it. We could probably say the emotional self versus the logical self, right? The emotional self uh, is probably the more irrational side. 
uh, thrives on ignorance. The moment you are aware of how it operates uh, and dominates you is the moment it loses its hold on you and can be tamed. Therefore, your first step towards uh, the rational is always inward. You want to catch the emotional self in action. For this purpose, you must reflect on how you operate under stress. We talked about that on Wednesday, this idea of how stress can make you. It can either cause you to become highly rational or highly irrational. Okay, uh, But you must reflect on how it makes you operate under stress. What, what particular weaknesses come out in such moments? The, the desire to please, to bully, to control, deep levels of uh, mistrust. Look at your decisions, especially those that have been ineffective. Can you see a pattern, an underlying insecurity that impels them? So here's, here's what this point is trying to make. If you want to become more rational in life, you want to make better decisions, you want, again, not, not necessarily better, but you want to make more rational decisions. And again, I keep saying this because we're all at certain times rational and we're all at certain times irrational. So I don't want to, uh, you know, bad, good, bad, good. It just, it, it is what it is. More than likely, we all want to become more rational. Uh, so you've got to know yourself. You, you've got to know who you are. And I think this is found through meditation. I think it's found through a lot of journaling. Uh, I really am, am a huge fan of, of journaling. The most successful people I know, every single one of them, journal right? At least the ones I'm looking up to, right? There are people that uh, almost on a daily basis, they're inside of a journal, they're processing their thoughts, their emotions, and that helps them. If they get ready to make a decision, um, they can kind of, you know, they can kind of come to the heart of it and say, well, what am I feeling right now, right? What are my emotions right now? Um, And in doing that, that helps them to make uh, better decisions, or they might say, well, let's wait, you know, my emotions are such and such right now. So let me wait a few days before I make this, uh, before I make the decision. You, 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 you have to know who you are, right? I think one of the most important ways, and I think everybody needs a little bit of this, some of it, I think counseling, I think getting into, you know, whatever kind of therapy, I've done talk therapy for eight years, and that's been incredibly valuable in my life. But whatever it is for you, I I highly recommend that you're doing that, right? That, That you go see, and maybe it's once a month, you know, you stop in to see somebody and let them ask you questions, you tell them what's going on. And I promise you, you don't think you need it. But it amazes me uh, on the weeks. I've been doing this almost eight years now, a little over seven and a half years. And there'll be weeks when I get on the call every Friday at 10 a.m. I get on the call with uh, Jeannie and, and I'll think I got nothing to talk about. And next thing you know, an hour has passed and I've loaded it up with all kinds of things. I just start talking and what comes out and she asks questions about this thing or this thing or that thing or this thing or whatever it is. And um, I you know, I quickly come to realize, wow, there's a lot more that I had in, you know, going on inside here than, than what I, uh, than what I originally realized. And then I'm able to make some, uh, better choices, some wiser decisions going forward. So I, I just think however you need to do it, but, but there are ways to do it again. Journaling, I think is really powerful. I, I think some sort of therapy where you have somebody on the outside who's looking at you and can help guide you, uh, through some of your choices and pains and all that. But however you do, you got to get to know yourself better. Number two is this, uh, the second uh, strategy to empower your rational self, right, is to examine your emotions all the way down to their roots. We talked about this a little bit the other day. You are angry. Let the feeling settle from within and then think about it. Was it triggered by something seemingly trivial or petty? 
That's a sure sign that something or someone else is behind it. Perhaps a more uncomfortable emotion is at the source, uh, at the source, such as envy or paranoia. You need to look this square in the eye. And let me give you an example about how this works. I promise you. And I found this out through, again, eight years of counseling. Here's what I found out. So let's say I'm in a situation and uh, another member of my team is, is getting a lot of praise and they're getting lifted up and their job and the, you know everyone's applauding them. Great job. You know, great job. And I find myself getting angry or getting envious about it. And I'm, I'm really upset because the boss there, I want the boss's attention. I want the boss's approval and I'm not getting it. But this guy over here is getting it. Well, what's going on inside, right? Uh, if you're smart, you're, you're going to look at that situation and say, okay, I need to go deep on the situation to figure out what it is that I'm thinking, what it is that I'm feeling. And here's how it probably looks. I'm envious of this person over here. Why? Because there's a hole inside of me that didn't get filled up by my own parents. So I look at this person getting the praise and there's two factors going on here, right? Again, I've, I've, done this enough to know. Two factors. Number one, I'm envious because I want to be receiving that praise. Why do I need so much praise? I didn't get it enough as a child. I'm envious, number two, because the boss over here, uh, and I don't even realize this, right? I don't even realize this because I haven't processed it. You don't even realize it, but you've, you've probably been in this situation before. The boss is giving praise over here. I want the boss's attention. I want the boss's praise. Why? Because again, I didn't get enough when I was a child. So instead of being totally filled up, and being happy for the boss and, and not even seeing the boss in a father or mother role. It's just the boss, right? Like this is my workplace. It's not my family, but because I don't have a, a, a healthy relationship with authority figures growing up or my own parents, I, I want their approval and I don't want them to give approval to somebody else. It's like the jealous brother or sister. And I don't want my cohort, my peer over here getting the praise that I want. Why? Because I've got this emptiness inside of me. That's what happens, Right. So anytime we're feeling envy, defensiveness, jealousy, whatever it is, we've got to go to the root of it and say, why are we feeling this way? And I guarantee you, it will always come back to the family of origin. I found this to be true, almost always. And again, you might know it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with this person over here is triggering me. Well, why is that person triggering? Well, because they have a bad attitude. Why does their bad attitude trigger you? What's that about you? And you got to take it about you, right? So examine your emotion all the way down to the roots. Okay. Uh, that's number two. Number three, the third strategy to empower your rational self, uh, increase. This is huge. This is so important. Re increase your reaction time. This power comes through practice and repetition. When some event or interaction requires a response, you must train yourself to step back. Take the third. One of the things I teach in the classes that I teach, um, uh, through you know the master's program I teach at is take the 30,000 foot view. Always rise up to the 30,000 foot view and take that view. This could mean physically removing yourself to a place where you can be alone and not feel any pressure to respond. Or it could mean writing that angry email, but not sending it. Sleep on it for a day or two. Don't make any phone calls or communicate while feeling uh, uh, some sudden emotion, particularly if you're feeling uh, resentment. And then it says this, the longer you take, the better, because perspective comes with time. That's so important to understand. When we are in a situation and our emotions are high and we're feeling like the irrational self is starting to come out, that's the worst time to make a decision. As this says right here, the longer you take, the better 
because perspective comes with time. One of the things I'm finding in life, and I think I shared this in another episode, is that the older I get, the more I'm learning how important this is to really give it time. I'm even trying to discipline myself in small ways. I will take a bag of potato chips, my absolute addiction. I love like ruffles or there's some other like the plain, right? Just just the plain chips, but I, any kind of chip I'll eat. I, I love it. And so one of the things I try to do is if I buy a bag of chips and I only do it like for special occasions or if like, like once a week or whatever, but I'll bring it home and I don't ever eat junk food during the day. It's always at nighttime, like before I go to bed, that's probably the worst time to eat it, but that's when I do, but I'll, I'll make it sit there. And I know that like when you open up a bag of chips, you know what I'm talking about? At the very top is where all the good ones are. That's why when my daughter and I were sitting there together and, you know, we order a bag of chips together. This is horrible. This is, she didn't know any better. She, she didn't know any differently. I'll take out, I'll open that bag of chips and I make sure I grab out. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this. I'll make sure I grab out all the big ones so I can get the really good ones and leave her with all the uh, crunchy ones. But she's smaller than I am. She's sick. She didn't get it. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the point. The point I'm trying to make this is, is this. The point I was trying to make is that I try to make sure when I buy a bag of chips, I make it sit there for a while. Right. I don't want to I don't want to be diving in. You know, that's just a, a simple way that I can build some discipline with myself. Make that bag of chips sit over there in the corner for a while, uh, all day until nighttime when I decide to eat them. Uh, because I'm learning there's something about increasing reaction time between whatever it is that you want to do um, and making that decision. It's always good. But that's a really small way to do it. It's more important in life when you're getting ready to make a big decision, whatever it is, right? Uh, increase that reaction time. I actually have a rule now that I really try to follow. Uh, small decisions, if it's really small decisions, I try to take at least one day, 24 hours. So that's like, I want to buy something on Amazon that I don't really need, but 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 I want it. And it's on there and it looks like it's on sale and I want it. Uh, I'll give myself 24 hours because normally I wake up the next day and be like, man, I don't need that. You know, um, on larger decisions, right? Like maybe there's someone I need to talk to, whatever. There, there's an issue I need to handle. Three days, at least take three days. Larger decisions that are in that same kind of you know scope with another person, but maybe I'm really emotional. I'm either really excited or I'm really tired or I'm really upset or resentful or whatever. Seven days, and then all the big decisions in in, in my life. What I've tried to do. Uh, is to take 21 days. If there's a massive decision, a new job. Now, I'm not always good with that. I will tell you, there have been times I've made decisions and it's right on the cuff. And some of them have worked out and some of them have not worked out. But I will tell you this, back in my 20s, I made a lot of really snap decisions and I, I thought I could trust my gut and I couldn't. So I'm learning the older I get, the wiser I become um, to increase that reaction time. And the same needs to be said for you right? If you're going to become wiser, if you're going to empower the rational self, increase the reaction time, right? Especially when you're upset, especially when you're mad, you're angry, whatever, give yourself time before making that decision. Uh, Number uh, four, one, two, three, four. Yes, four here. Accept people as facts. This is deep. Accept people as facts. Interactions with people are the major source of emotional turmoil, but it doesn't have to be that way. The problem is that we are continually judging people, wishing they are something they are not. We want to change them, right? We see this in relationships. You've probably done this before. You, well, I'll date the person, and within you know a few months, I'll, I'll have you know uh, they'll be all shaped up, and they'll be exactly how I want them. And it doesn't work out that way. We want them to think and act a certain way. Most often, the way we think and act, and because this is not possible, because everyone is different, we are continually frustrated and upset. Instead, watch this. See 
other people as phenomena, as neutral, as comets or plants, right? They simply exist. The person across from you, they just simply exist. They come in all varieties, making life rich and interesting. Work with what they give you instead of resisting and trying to change them. This is huge. This is huge, right? It's all part of the human comedy. And I think that's how we have to see it with a little bit of humor. Yes, people are irrational, but watch this. So are you. Make your acceptance of human nature as radical as possible. This, is, this comes to that idea that everyone is doing the best they can with the tools they have at the time. This is one of the greatest sayings that Jeannie has taught me in life, and it's helping me, and I hope other people see that with me, right? In the moments when I'm not doing great, people can say, well, he, doesn't, he just doesn't have some great tools right now. And I need to have the same outlook on them when I'm sitting across the table and maybe things are going the way that I don't want them to go or the conversation is not going the way I want. I've got to understand this person is doing the best they can with the tools they have at the same time. And so am I, right? This person that sits across from me uh, has the potential to be irrational. And so do I. That's really important for us to understand uh, this idea of empowering the rational self. We've got to accept people as facts. Whatever's sitting right in front of you, that's the story. That's it. Now, again, it goes back to this idea. You've got to give it time. Don't judge somebody the first day, second day, third. I think you've got to give it months before you judge somebody's character. But in months, they're going to show you their entire character, right? Uh, So make sure that you're – Oprah Winfrey has a saying, and she says this. uh, When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And I think that's really important for us to understand that if we're going to empower the rational mind and make rational decisions, just take what's in front of you and believe it right before you jump into a relationship, quit trying to change them or see all the things that, well, if I get in a, you know, this can, no, 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 no. They're going to come in and this makes you a better person, accept them for who they are. That's what all of us want. We want to be accepted and loved for exactly who we are. Stop trying to change me or you or you change or whatever, right? Accept as facts what's right in front of you. Okay, that's number four. Number five is this, the the fifth strategy to empower your rational self, find the optimal balance of thinking and emotion. We cannot divorce emotions from thinking. The two are completely intertwined, but there is inevitably a dominant factors. uh, Some people are more clearly governed by emotions than others. And you know, the people, they just typically tend to be more emotional, right? And I've had seasons in my life, I'm, I'm trying to get better about that, but um those are the people we look at and we say they're passionate people, right? Uh, they're just, they're actually governed more, their, more by their emotions maybe than you or I are. What we are. What we are looking for is the proper ratio and balance, the one that leads to the most effective action. The ancient Greeks had an appropriate metaphor for this, the rider and the horse. So here we go. The horse is our emotional nature, continually impelling us to move. This horse has tremendous energy and power, but without a rider, it cannot be guided. It is wild, subject to predators, and continually heading into trouble. The rider is our thinking self. Through training and practice, it holds the reins and guides the horse, transforming this powerful animal energy into something productive. Without The one without the other is useless. So that's important for us to understand. The horse and the rider, you got to have them both in order to have a really great journey, right? So the same thing goes for us, right? Our emotional self is important. That, that's, that's part of who we are, right? Imagine taking all your emotions out and just being your thinking self 24-7. Imagine how fun life would be that way, right? So the emotional self is an important part of who we are. 
But if that's all we're following, that leads us to make massively irrational decisions. The rider, right, of the horse, this metaphor, this metaphorical horse, that's the thinking self. And we got to understand that the thinking self has to be combined with the writing self, right? If I had to have one of the two, I'd probably, I'd rather be stuck with a thinking self because I'd have a really boring life, but at least it would be a life where I am uh, making really great decisions and I'm really introspective. But, but again, the emotional side is important too, but you can't separate uh, one from the other. Both are the same. Okay. So there we go. So there's some strategies right there. Um, if you want to empower your rational self, know yourself thoroughly, get whatever help you need to get all the resources you need so you can know yourself better, examine your emotions all the way down to the roots, not just what's up here at the surface level, increase the reaction time. That's probably one of the most important things you can do is just in all decisions, wait, but give it a day, give it three days, give it seven days, right? The decision, unless it's a job telling you or some kind of great opportunity, and they say, hey, we need to know this in three days or whatever, but then take the full three days and think about it, right? Accept people as facts. Don't try to change them and find the optimal balance of thinking and emotion. You got to understand thinking and emotion go hand in hand. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you for, I hope that this week has really empowered you as we're talking about the difference between the rational and irrational self. Um, I look forward to, uh, well, this is going to be something. I look forward to diving in next week. And we're either going to talk about narcissism or, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to dive into a chapter that talks a lot about narcissism. That's next week right here on JC Talks, the leadership podcast. Take care. Have a great weekend. I'll see you soon.